Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Somebody was standing behind me. And then as I tried to unlock the door, he whispered, saying that I should go or open the door. And then not make a sound, carry out his orders, or else I'd die. And then I felt like a cold, cold sharp. It was cold and sharp. It was, I, think, I believe it was a knife or some sharp object. And then I opened the door. I got it and then he followed. He uh, ordered me to undress and not make a sound. Um, he had some, he, he had like some sort of hat on. He had a very dark and cold voice. He, he was very demanding. He, he, he wouldn't take no for an answer and he wasn't willing to negotiate. I was hesitant to take my clothes off and then he got closer. He grabbed, I had a dress on, he grabbed it and then he took it off me, forced me onto the bed and then he raped me. He raped me up, um, I believe it was around 1 a.m. when he left. He raped me several times. I, I'm sure he's, he's um, one of those uh, foreign, for, for, foreign, foreigners from Zimbabwe. He said that I had been tempting him for a while. So I believe that, that, that it was somebody that has been watching me for quite some time. You don't know who it was? I don't know who it was. Did you report it to the police? Um, I didn't talk about it for quite some time. Nobody knew about it up till a month later. Because one of my sisters then said to me that I was kind of behaving strangely and then I kind of broke down and told her what had happened.
Why didn't you tell anyone? Um, I kind of, I felt as though I was to blame. I, I felt as if I had tempted him somehow. Did you recognize him at all? I didn't. I didn't. Did you talk to him during this or did he talk to you? He was... I didn't talk to him. He was... He was the one that kept making comments. Yeah. He obviously convinced you that it was your fault somehow. Yeah, he kind of convinced me that I was to blame for what he was doing. What do you feel about the high level of rape attacks in South Africa? Well, it's disappointing that we raise these men that actually rape us. I feel as if it, it can be prevented. It's not a matter of tempting men or whatsoever, but it's a matter of how we raise these children, these male people that are in our lives. But you felt somehow to blame. For a while I believed that I, I maybe did blame. Even though I don't know who he was, I, I felt as if I did tempt him somehow. I was to blame for always being around. But why did you think that? Had I been elsewhere, then uh, I wouldn't. Had I made other choices to live elsewhere, maybe I wouldn't be in this situation. And what do you feel is the government's attitude towards women who were raped, or even the president's attitude towards um, women who were raped? The president, to start with, is a very disrespectful man. He doesn't respect women or himself to start with. In the government, yes, they, 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 they've been singing song of being there for rape victims and stuff, but I don't think there they are enough measures that are being uh, applied to avoid the, the, the situation. And yet the statistics in South Africa about violence against women in particular yes. are still so high. I wonder what, what you think is the most crucial thing that needs to be done. Violence. We, we just have to speak out about it. We shouldn't be afraid to, to... It's not our fault that it happens. We should be able to talk about other to, to talk to other women about it and not make them feel as if as if they are to blame for what's happening to them or as if they've done something wrong to deserve what's being what's happening to them as well as um, the way we raise our children if we start at home then maybe change could come and what about the example that the president sets the president isn't a very good example of, of, he isn't a great leader. He doesn't lead us very well because he's made some embarrassing choices for himself and the country as well. He's just a criminal and he's just, 
if one more day at the presidency is just one more day of him committing crime, he's a criminal. What did you make of his defence at his rape trial, that he was tempted by this young woman who was wearing a, a clothes that he felt were giving him the signal that she wanted to have sex. I mean, that sounds very similar to what your rapist was saying to you. Yes, it does. Tell, tell me what you think about what the president, the president's defence and how it relates, how you relate to it. Well, the president isn't a smart person. I doubt that I'd ever, or anybody else that is well in his mind would be tempted at just People like women dress however they they want to dress in South Africa, however way they feel it's best to express whatever it is they're feeling. So if he can stand up and say that he was tempted at how the woman was wearing, it's very wrong. Because I believe she she said no more than once, and no was simply enough to 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 stop him from doing what he was doing. Regardless of how she was wearing, she said no. And when you hear someone like your president talking about a woman's clothing as being um, a message for sex, how does that make you respond as a as a rape survivor? Well, it's as 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 our leader. We expect him to set an example, and if that is the message he's sending to other men, then I, I, I'm very fearful of being a woman in South Africa. I don't feel safe at all. I don't feel safe at all. The rate of sexual assault in South Africa is one of the highest in the world whether through force or manipulation. It is far too common in South Africa when someone is coerced into sexual activity. Women are advised against walking the streets alone, especially at night, for fear that they will be assaulted by human monsters. Throughout 2015 and 2016, 51,895 sex crimes occurred in South Africa according to the South African Police Service. These were only the incidents that were reported. Many more go unreported due to intimidation by the attacker and a lack of faith in the police and justice system. Many more go unreported because the victim resides in a rural area where they live in abject poverty and cannot afford to make the trip to a police station. The South African Police Service releases the compiled sexual assault statistics to the public and media. Sexual offenses include rape, incest, bestiality, flashing, and other related crimes of a sexual nature that involve a perpetrator and an unwilling participant. Though there have been public protests and campaigns aimed at reducing the incidence of sexual assault in South Africa, the results have been modest. 46,647 rapes were reported in the period of 2008 to 2009, and 42,596 were reported between 2015 and 2016.
The incidence of rape was at its peak from 1998 to 2000, when South Africa ranked number one in the world for number of rapes per capita. In 1998, one out of three of 4,000 women questioned in Johannesburg reported being raped, according to Community Information Empowerment and Transparency, or SIET, Africa. Women's groups in South Africa estimate that a woman is raped in that country every 26 seconds. The South African police estimate that a woman is raped every 36 seconds. Another survey, this one conducted as part of a comprehensive study entitled Rape in South Africa in 2000, found that 2.1% of women aged 16 or older across population demographics indicated that they had been sexually assaulted at least once between the beginning of 1993 and March 1998. They recorded a rape prevalence of 4% of all women between the ages of 15 and 49. The rate at which sexual assault occurs depends on the region of the country. In one study, three South African provinces, Eastern Cape, Mpumalanga Northern Province, or Limpopo, in 1997 found that 6.8% of women surveyed in Mpumalanga disclosed that they had been raped during their lifetime. 5% of women surveyed in Northern Province had been raped and 4.5% of women in Eastern Cape had been raped. In 1998, the region of Gauteng had the dubious distinction of having the largest number of prisoners in custody for sexual offenses, with 20.6 of the population of inmates. The second largest population of sexual offenders incarcerated was in Western Cape, 17.3%. The lowest was in Northern Cape and Northern Province, with 3.8% and 2.6% respectively. In a South African crime survey conducted in 2003, 14.6% of respondents believed that rape was the most common form of crime. Taking into consideration all provinces, respondents ranked rape as the seventh most prominent form of crime behind burglary, property theft, robbery, murder, livestock theft, and assault. 40.8% of residents in Northern Cape feared rape more than any other crime, while 31.8% of the respondents of the study conducted in Free State feared it the most. At a much lower rate, 11.6% in KwaZulu-Natal and 12.1% of respondents in Mpumalanga feared rape more than any other kind of crime. Types of Sexual Violence Violence Against Women The government has opined that the cause of the high incidence of sexual violence in this part of the world is the culture of patriarchy, which it reports is deeply and irrevocably embedded in the black culture of South Africa. Any attempt to fight back or even reduce the rate of violence against women would be considered an affront to South African tradition and ideals and part of a campaign of cultural genocide. The problem of sexual violence against women in South Africa is compounded by the high rate of HIV-AIDS among the population, 
A female rape victim 25 years of age or older has a 1 in 4 chance that the offender is HIV positive. Most carriers of the virus are female. Most of the offenders are already known to the victim. Another study disclosed that a woman is killed by a husband or boyfriend every six hours in South Africa. It is commonly believed by many men and women in South Africa that rape is not possible in relationships. This even though one in four women have reported having been abused by their partner. South Africa outlawed marital rape in 1993. Violence against infants and children. Some of the highest rates of the rape of children and infants exist in South Africa. A report released by the South African Police Service indicated that 41% of all rapes that were reported involved children and babies. The Tears Foundation and the MRC indicated that 50% of South African children will be sexually abused by the age of 18. The MRC study went on to state that in 2009, 15% of the victims were under 12 years old. In 2017, the police disclosed that 9% of reported rapes involved victims aged 9 or younger, and the rate of incidents was on the rise. According to one report, in 2000, 21,538 rapes and attempted rapes of children under the age of 18 were reported, and a 2001 report stated that the incidence was at 24,892 reported assaults. Child welfare groups estimate that the incidence is likely 10 times the amount that are reported. The largest increase of assaults has involved children under 7. A trade union report found that a child is raped in South Africa every 3 minutes. A 400% increase of sexual violence against children was documented in the decade preceding 2002 and is feared to still be on the rise. A third of the offenders were relatives of the victims. A contributing factor to the increase of sexual violence against children and babies is a widely held belief that sex with a virgin will cure a man of AIDS. This belief is commonly held in other parts of Africa as well, most prominently in Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Nigeria. The abusers involved in these assaults are usually relatives of the victims. In many cases, the offenders are the children's fathers. Several babies have had to undergo gynecological surgery after being raped by adult males in South Africa, such as the extent of the internal damage they sustain during these attacks. Corrective Rape Lesbians are frequently targeted by men for rape because the offenders believe that it would effectively convert the victim to heterosexuality. The government has been accused of condoning this practice for fear that their macho image would be called into question. One famous example of corrective rape was the rape and murder of U.D. Simulane, who had been a member of the South African soccer team and an LGBT rights activist. In the last decade, 31 lesbians have died from corrective rape attacks. More than 10 lesbians are raped or gang-raped in Cape Town alone every week, and these are only the reported incidents. Gay men are also targeted for corrective rape, 
a 2003 study conducted by an organization called OUT in conjunction with the South African Center for Applied Psychology or UCAP found that the percentage of black gay men who experienced corrective rape was comparable percentage-wise to the incidents suffered by lesbians. Due to the stigma that follows such incidents, black gay men are less likely to report the assaults than lesbians are. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Violence against men. Despite the commonality of homophobic attitudes in South Africa, 3.5% of men have been forced to have sex with other men, according to a 2009 survey by the Medical Research Council. In fact, 19.4% of adult victims of rape in South Africa in 2012 were male. Another organization's survey estimates that one in five adult males in South Africa will become a victim of sexual assault at some point in their lives. Considering that these crimes are underreported due to the stigma of the crimes associations with female victims, experts estimate that the incidence of male-on-male rape in South Africa is ten times higher than previously thought. There are no support networks of any kind in the country for male victims to turn to, which makes it difficult for men to report the crimes. Prison rape. Close to half of all South African prisoners surveyed by the Judicial Inspectorate for Correctional Services disclose that sexual abuse happens sometimes, often, or very often, depending on the inmate being questioned. As in prisons in other parts of the world, sexual violence is facilitated by the power structures of gangs. Victims are targeted for future attacks and are bound to occur repeatedly. Survivors of sexual abuse in prisons have reported that government officials have opined that the inmates should expect this kind of treatment in prison. The high incidence of sexual assault in South African prisons has been correlated with the high rate of HIV infection in the country. Perpetrators. A Western Cape study estimated in 2014 that 15% of men raped a woman with whom they were not in a relationship. In 2010, a Gotang study revealed that 37.4% of men surveyed admitted to having raped a woman. Over 25% of a sample of 1,738 South African men who responded anonymously from the KwaZulu-Natal and Eastern Cape provinces in 2009 admitted to raping someone. Nearly half of them admitted to raping more than one person. Three out of four of these men first forced a woman or girl into sex before they turned 20. One in ten intimated that they had done it prior to their 10th birthday. The Medical Research Council was quoted as saying, many forms of sexual violence, particularly sexual harassment, and forms of sexual coercion that do not involve physical force are widely viewed as normal male behavior. They went on to say that practices like gang rape were common because it is a form of male bonding. 
according to the results of a study conducted by Market Research Africa. In 1994, 76% of men surveyed felt that women had a right to say no to sex. One-third felt that women cannot decide for themselves whether they should have an abortion. 10% condoned physical violence against women. Children and Adolescents A sample of children was surveyed by SIET in 2007 and revealed that 60% of both boys and girls between the ages of 10 and 19 did not consider the act of forcing sex upon someone they knew to be a form of violence. 11% of boys and 4% of girls admitted they had forced sex on someone. 12.7% of them believed in the virgin cleansing myth. In a similar study of 1,500 school-aged children in the Johannesburg township of Soweto, a quarter of the boys said that jack rolling, a slang term for gang rape, was fun. More than half of the respondents felt that when a girl says no to sex, she really means yes. Age is an important factor when determining the incidence of rape as well as the demographic associations of the victims. For example, men between the ages of 20 and 40 are more likely to have raped younger or older men. Teachers. Even school does not provide a haven against sexual assault. Teachers and classmates frequently target vulnerable children for rape. According to Human Rights Watch, Girls from all levels of society and ethnic groups have been sexually assaulted in school. Sexual abuse in schools happens most often in washrooms, empty classrooms, dormitories, and other empty places. Police prosecutors and social workers have noted their frustrations with the low rate of disclosures by school staff because the faculty prefers to deal with the problem internally. Hence. The perpetrators are protected against prosecution. The sexual violence experienced by girls at school has created a barrier to education for female students. Decline in academic performance is common among female students who remain in school after being assaulted. Legal and Government Response The government of South Africa is aware of the rape pandemic. Based on typical democratic values, the Bill of Rights in the Constitution of South Africa promises to ensure the right of all persons to human dignity, equality, freedom, and security. This includes freedom from all forms of violence, by all sources, public and private. Theoretically, it ensures that all who live in South Africa are guaranteed the right to bodily and psychological integrity, which includes reproduction and bodily security. South Africa is a member of the United Nations Convention for the Elimination of All Discrimination Against Women, which reported on some issues of sexual violence. Part of the report detailed how the Truth and Reconciliation Commission facilitated a platform for victims of violence and sexual violence where they could report incidents of abuse and express their views and feelings on the issue during the apartheid. It also reported details on the judicial authority of South Africa, where the lower courts are charged with the responsibility for important issues like sexual assault and family violence. The Parliament of South Africa enacted the Criminal Law Amendment Act of 2007 to deal with sexual offenses and related issues. It went into effect December 16, 2007. The aim of the act was to review and amend 
all laws related to sex offenses and to strengthen them. The preamble of the amendment called for further study of the pandemic. It noted that the problem, quote, is reflective of deep-seated systemic dysfunctionality in our society. The amendment defines sexual violence as including, but not limiting to the following, rape and compelled rape, sexual assault, compelled assault and compelled self-sexual assault, forced witness of sexual body parts, child pornography, incest, bestiality, acts of necrophilia. The amendment added measures in the matters of sexual offenses against children, sexual exploitation, exposure to pornography, forced witness of sexual acts, and sexual offenses perpetrated against the mentally disabled. The amendment also made provisions for services that would benefit victims of sexual offenses as well as for compulsory HIV testing of alleged sex offenders. They even went as far as to create a registry for sex offenders. The Department of Justice took the step of conducting a major national campaign on prevention of violence against women, which was launched on the 25th of November 1996 to educate about and raise awareness of the consequences of sexual assault and to dispel myths widely believed about rape, such as the virgin cleansing myth. The amendment repealed rape from a common law offense to a broader statutory offense. It is defined in Section 3 of the Act as follows. Any person, A, who unlawfully and intentionally commits an act of sexual penetration with a complainant, B, without the consent of B, is guilty of the offense of rape. Sexual penetration is defined as, quote, any act which causes penetration to any extent whatsoever by, A, the genital organs of one person into or beyond the genital organs, anus, or mouth of another person, b. any other part of the body of one person or any object, including any part of the body of an animal, into or beyond the genital organs or anus of another person, or c. the genital organs of an animal into or beyond the mouth of another person. As I stated earlier, marital rape is illegal in South Africa as stated in Section 56. Whenever an accused person is charged with an offense under Section 3, 4, 5, 6, or 7, it is not a valid defense for that accused person to contend that a marital or other relationship exists or existed between him or her and the complainant. Regarding the sentences for sexual crimes, the Act provides that when imposing a sentence in respect of the offense of rape, the following shall not constitute substantial and compelling circumstances justifying the imposition of a lesser sentence. The complainant's previous sexual history, an apparent lack of physical injury to the complainant, an accused person's cultural or religious beliefs about rape, or any relationship between the accused person and the complainant prior to the offense being committed. Rates of reporting and conviction. Current estimates sketch out a grim outlook for the safety and security of South African women. Over 40% will be raped in their lifetime. Only one in nine rapes are reported to the authorities. To make matters worse, only 14% of the perpetrators are convicted. Violence against women was added to the list of priority crimes within the rubric of the National Crime Prevention Strategy in 1997. 
The effectiveness of this strategy has yet to yield the desired results. For the rates of reported rape, sexual abuse of children, and domestic violence against women continue to rise. One reason why sexual violence is underreported is related to the common perception of police in the post-apartheid era. Arrests are affected by the biases and attitudes of law enforcement agencies and other government officials. Crucial services are inaccessible to people who live in rural areas, thereby compounding the problem and enabling future attacks by perpetrators, who in most cases will continue to offend with impunity. Much of the South African population has long been disillusioned with the police, seeing them as symbolic of apartheid-era oppression. There are other institutional barriers that act as a barrier to the reporting of sexual offenses. One such obstacle is the, quote, cautionary rule. It requires that a judge is required to show awareness to special dangers on relying on anecdotal and uncorroborated evidence of a complainant. Victims are aware of this and many assume the court would deem them untrustworthy. According to one survey that questioned rape victims who did not report the offenses to the police, 33.3% indicated they feared they would be targeted for reprisal. 9.6% reported that they felt the police would not be effective in solving the crime. 9.2% said they would be too embarrassed to report the incident. In the media, since the 1990s, the rape crisis in South Africa has received a great deal of exposure within South Africa and in the world at large. While many believe that the international community is outraged by the phenomenon, some, like former Republic of South Africa military intelligence officer Kuz van der Merwey, insists that the prevalence of child rape, quote, has been largely ignored by the mainstream media in the United States and the Western world in order to perpetuate the Mandela myth of the wonderful new South Africa. Others have been critical of the coverage the pandemic has received in the media as focusing only on incidents where the victims were white, middle class, and educated and are not targeted by relatives. There are some individual incidents of sexual assault in South Africa that have been widely publicized. In April 1999, a female American UNICEF official visiting South Africa on business was gang-raped during a robbery of the home where she was staying. Former South Africa President Jacob Zuma was accused of raping the 31-year-old daughter of a relative who was HIV positive. This came to light in November 2005, shortly before he was elected. He was charged but acquitted by the court in 2006. He admitted to having consensual sex with a woman without protection. This incident was widely covered by the media. Another widely publicized incident of rape was Charlene Leonora Smith's disclosure of her rape experience. She was a journalist for the Mail and Guardian and wrote for the Washington Post and the BBC. She asserted that rape is endemic in South Africa. Perhaps the South Africa-based rape scandal that is best known to people in the West involved Oprah Winfrey's Leadership Academy for Girls in Johannesburg. Tiny Virginia Macapo, the dormitory matron, was charged with 13 separate counts of abuse against students. Reactions. Protests have been launched in an effort to put a stop to the rape pandemic. 
In 2012, the African National Congress Women's League incited hundreds of South African women to engage in a, quote, miniskirt march as a reaction to the attack of two women in Johannesburg for wearing short skirts. Cyril Ramaphosa, the current president of South Africa, has acknowledged that there is a crisis of violence against women. He has vowed to initiate an action plan to put an end to the problem. This will include a registry containing the names of offenders. Protesters have demanded the death penalty for the perpetrators. He was quoted as saying, We are reviewing laws on domestic violence and sexual offenses to prioritize the needs and interests of survivors. We are going to overhaul and modernize the National Register of Gender-Based Violence Offenders provided for in the Sexual Offenses Act to ensure it is effective in combating gender-based violence. This National Register of Offenders will list all the men convicted of acts of violence against women and children. I will ask Parliament to consider amending the legislation to make the register public. Ramaphosa has also promised that 11 new courts would handle the cases and that a review of cold cases would be conducted. Harsher penalties for offenders is said to follow. He went on to say, We have established 92 dedicated sexual offenses courts since 2013, with a further 11 to be opened this financial year. I will propose to Cabinet that all crimes against women and children should attract harsher minimum sentences. All gender-based violence cases that have been closed or that were not properly investigated must be reviewed. Another tactic is a national plan to curb sexual violence against women and girls that would be implemented in schools, workplace policies, and community initiatives. South African-born actress Charlize Theron is an outspoken activist who has called for an end to violence against women and children in her native land. She appeared in an anti-rape ad that was disseminated in 1999. Years later, when she responded to a tweet that featured the ad, she commented on the lack of progress. When I made this ad in 1999, I hoped things would change. They have not. Rape and femicide are still huge epidemics in South Africa, and clearly the system has failed women. Our leaders can't continue to turn a blind eye, as they did with this ad. She also appealed to men to dissuade potential perpetrators from committing sexual assault. To the men in my home country, please protect our women. Stand up. Speak up. Do not be bystanders. Call out your fellow man when you see him going down a dangerous path. You have the power to change this. Femicide or the murder of a woman because she is a woman happens at a rate in South Africa that is five times the global average. It's hard living in South Africa knowing that every man is a potential human monster. This is Morgan Rector. Thank you very much for listening to Human Monsters. Bye for now.